Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. What is up, my friend? Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. My name is Grant Baldwin. Good to have you here with us today. We are on episode 30. Three zero. We are kicking off uh, the month of April where we're going to be doing 30 episodes in 30 days. So if you haven't already, definitely go back, listen to, uh, I guess yesterday would have been the previous episode that you, you would have missed. So if you haven't already heard that one, do that. You're going to want to do two things here. Number one, you're going to want to subscribe to the podcast because we are going to be unloading a lot of episodes in the next 30 days. So make sure that you subscribe to the show so that you don't miss any episodes. Also, number two is we'd love for you to leave us your voicemail question. You can do that by going over to thespeakerlab.com slash, I don't even know what the slash is, but you just go to the Ask Grant tab at the top of the page there. Uh, again, thespeakerlab.com, go to the Ask Grant tab at the top of the page there. Leave us your voicemail question and we will uh, do our best to feature that on an upcoming episode of the show. Want to make sure we are answering your question. So today's question is a good one. It's about how to get uh, referrals from the audiences that you speak to. So you went, you spoke somewhere, you want to be invited to, and kind of just leverage that into other engagements. How do you actually do that? So that's what we're going to talk about today. So I'll take it away from uh, today's question comes from Chris. So take it away, Chris. Hi, Grant. This is Chris Littlefield calling him from Santiago, Chile. Thank you for the amazing podcast. I've been loving listening to it. My question, in your interview with Michael Port, you both talked about how a lot of your work comes from referrals from people who've attended your programs in the past. What I'd love to hear are some of your tips and tricks of, in some of the ways you've found to best convert those people who've attended past trainings into future customers or to at least get them onto your list. My challenge is when you have these large programs, collecting people's information while people are walking out the door is not always the easiest thing. So I'd love to hear your tips and tricks about how you found the best way to do that. Thanks a lot again for the podcast. I've been loving listening to it. Take care. All right. Thanks for the question, Chris. Chris from Chile, way down. Uh, I was going to say down under, but that's, that would be Australia. But uh, you're down there. You're on the, the, the south end. Well, just look at the map, people. You, you know where Chile is. All right. Anyway, so let's get into this. How do you actually get referrals from audiences that you speak to? And Chris was referencing the uh, interview that Michael Port and I did together. It wasn't really him interviewing me or me interviewing him. We just kind of did this joint session. That's back in episode seven, if you want to go back to that one. Really a fun episode, episode seven with Michael Port, who's a, a good friend and a, and a great speaker. Definitely check that one out. Again, episode seven with Michael Port. But Chris raises a great question here because re referrals and word of mouth in general is critical to any speaker's business. Now, I know for me, I've been booked for many events because someone saw me speak somewhere. And as a result of that, they invited me to come speak at their event. And in fact, I know several clients who won't book a speaker unless they or someone that they really trust has seen them live. Now, one of the things that we teach a lot 
And so we teach that you have to have a demo video, you have to have a sizzle reel or a marketing video of some type. But the truth is, the reality is, is that those can be edited to make you look really, really good, right? You can take a a 45 minute talk and edit it down to three or four minutes. And really the bulk of your talk could be crap, but as long as three or four minutes were solid enough, you can make a really good demo video, but you cannot fake it when you're on stage. So having said that, one of the things I want you to know is that your best marketing is just showing up and doing a great job. It really is. Like your best marketing is absolutely showing up and just crushing it. I mean, think about some of the best products in the world. They don't have to do a lot of advertising because the quality of the product speaks for itself. The the best authors, the best books, they don't have to do a lot of marketing because people talk about the book because they want to share it with others. And the best speakers get booked a lot because they do such a great job. I mean, think about it for yourself. What was the last product or tool or podcast or blog or anything that you just, you openly recommended to other people? Like without solicitation, without them, you're just, you just want to talk about, oh, have you seen this TV show lately? Oh, have you, you got to check out this website. Oh, have you seen this too? Have you listened to this show? All those types of things that are coming from a place of, it was so good. I have to talk about it. I have to share it with others. So the fact of the matter is, is the most important step in getting referrals is actually doing a great job when you speak. Now, let's also, let's talk about some some practical, tangible steps that you can take. Now, before we get into these, also remember here that a lot of this will depend on the type of event that you're speaking at and who is actually in the audience. Meaning that if you're speaking more to decision makers who have the ability to bring you in, then you may want to make more references to them potentially hiring you. But I know for me, early in my speaking career, I was doing a lot with high school students. If I'm speaking at a high school assembly of 16 and 17 year olds, they were not decision makers. So I wasn't trying to convince them to hire me. That wouldn't make any sense at all. But having said that, also remember that you never know who is in the audience. You never know who is in the audience. I'll give you a couple quick stories here. I remember whenever I first started speaking, I remember doing this conference in Oklahoma, this small little state conference. And it was one of the first events that I got hired to do. And and uh, I remember I was paid 500 bucks, but they didn't even, that, that had to cover my travel too. And I was able to just drive down there. But by the time I paid for like gas and meals and hotel and all that jazz, like I probably pretty much broke even, but I was trying to get started and trying to get going. And so I knew this was, you know, it was an opportunity to speak and I just wanted to speak. So I went down there and I did the event and it was a small event, maybe a, you know, a hundred or so people. And I remember right after I finished the, doing the, the keynote that I had a lady come up and introduce herself. And it turns out she was the wife of the national directors of the organization that I was speaking to. And I was like, no way. What are the odds? That's really cool. I hope I did good. And she told me, she's like, you did a really great job. I'm going to tell my husband about you. And sure enough, he emailed me within a couple days or so and invited me to keynote their national conference, uh, actually three of their national conferences later that year. And so how did that happen? Even though I was speaking to a, a high school audience, the right person was in the audience who happened to be, you know, connected to the, this big wig national director decision maker. And so why did that work? 
in part, in large part, because I did a great job. That was the best marketing that I could have possibly done in that situation. I'll give you one other story. Uh, I remember speaking at a um, another high school, a different high school, doing a school assembly in North Dakota. And right afterwards, I had a, a student come up to me and said that my my grandpa is actually the, what was he now? He was the state director for, for some organization. And she said, I'm going to text him right now and tell him that he needs to hire you. Now, thankfully, her grandpa was actually a client that I had worked with before and, and, and knew, but I sent him an email later that day. I said, Hey, I just, you know, spoke with such and such high school and your granddaughter was there. And she mentioned she might reach out to you. And he said, yep. She already texted me, said you did a great job. And it just reminded us that we hadn't have had you uh, speak in a couple years. We'd love to have you back. And so what worked was just showing up and doing a great job. But at the same time, also being aware that you never know who is in the audience. All right, so let's talk about this. So how do you actually, from a practical standpoint, again, like Chris asked, how do you get referrals from audiences that you speak to? So again, most importantly is that you show up and just crush it. You show up and just absolutely do a phenomenal job. But let me give you some actual practical things that you can do to help get uh, additional referrals from the events that you speak at. All right, first of all, number one. Number one is to tell people you're a speaker. Tell people you're a speaker. As weird as this seems, as obvious as this seems, there's a lot of people in the audience that may not realize that you are a speaker. I mean, they literally think that just some random dude or dudette, they just decide to have that person speak. They didn't even realize that you're a speaker. And so you have to make that connection for them. There's really, there's two ways you can do this. You can kind of do this directly and indirectly as well. So indirectly, you can say things like, you know, recently, whenever I was speaking at XYZ company, and so you're using, you know, stories or case studies or examples uh, of clients or speaking engagements that you have had before, just to hopefully connect the dots in their mind. Okay, so this isn't the only place that this person has ever done. They've done this other places before. So you can kind of make some subtle indirect references to other places and other events that you have spoken at before. Directly, one way that you can do this is just at the end of your talk, you can just come out and say, hey, if you're, if you're interested in having me come speak to your company or at your next event, please let me know. And so you're, you're making it super, super clear and you have some specific call to action to get them to hire you, to get them to invite you. Now, the problem with this, though, is that you're leaving the ball in their court. So you want to do this to plant the seed, but it's it's not the best approach. You want to be able to follow up with them and be able to have their contact info rather than just being dependent on them to follow up with you. So Having said that, let me give you the, the second way that you can do this. Second way. So number one is to make the connection. Tell them that you are a speaker. Second thing that you can do, number two, is to give them a reason to give you their contact info. Give them a reason to give you their contact info. Now, as Chris alluded to in the question, the best thing you can do is to actually get people onto your email list. This way you can actually follow up with them instead of waiting on them to follow up with you. Now, uh, just a couple episodes ago in episode 28, we talked with my buddy Brian Harris where we talk about list building for speakers. So you're definitely going to want to go back and listen to that one. Again, that's episode 28, just a couple before this one. And so the goal here is to get them to give you their info 
but you have to exchange it for something to get them to actually do it. So it could be you're going to give them a, a free download. It could be a copy of your slides, a cheat sheet, a checklist, something valuable enough that people would want to give you their info. So a lot of this depends on your market and the audience that you speak to, but you want to be thinking that through of what would be some type of valuable tool, training, PDF, guide, something that would cause people to say, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to give you my email address for that. So what would that thing be for your audience, for your market? Think that through. And how do you make that exchange? There's a couple different ways you could do that. Number one is that you could have people text you. So you may, maybe you've seen this before in, in speaking or in other contexts where you've seen it where text the word, you know, blank to some specific number. So it'd be something like, you know, AF, if you want to download the free uh, PDF guide that I have for you, text the word grant to the number one, two, three, four, five, you know, something like that. Now, if you text grant to one, two, three, four, five, I have no idea what's going to happen. And I don't think anything's going to happen, but so you could do something like that. So I've used uh, lead digits from lead pages for this. And so if you want to check that out, uh, that's the tool that we've used quite a bit. If you want to check out lead pages, my affiliate link for that is grantbaldwin.com slash lead pages. Again, grantbaldwin.com slash lead pages. So within lead pages, there's a tool called lead digits that you can use for something like this. And so uh, basically you would give that the, the short code and the number to people and they would text that and then it would kind of take them through a, a series of questions, you know, uh, putting in their email address. And all of that is basically on the back end, behind the scenes, all of that data, their name, their number, their email address, all those questions that they're answering, it's all being basically saved into a, a database. So that's kind of the, the nutshell. So you could, you could do something like that. Just have people text you uh, to get whatever that free thing is. Another option number two is you can have people to email you. So just send an email and include a, that way you could email them back with some type of, of slide or handout or something like that. So, you know, if you want a copy of my slides, tell you what, just email me at this email address and I will get that back to you. So you could do, you could do something like that. Not ideal, but that, you know, that's another option. Uh, another option would be number three would be to have like a specific URL to a landing page. So it's a specific URL. So for example, uh, one of the ones that we have used before is topspeakertips.com, topspeakertips.com. So it's a landing page that gets you to opt in for a free bonus. So if I was speaking to a group of speakers about speaking, I might use that as a reference. So, hey, if you want more information, go to topspeakertips.com and you can download the, the free bonus there. So it's a specific URL that you are sending people to. In fact, you, you can go to it and see it yourself, topspeakertips.com, just to see exactly what there's not really any other information other than just here's how you download this specific bonus. Now you could even take it a step further and make a custom one for that event that you are speaking to. So if you're speaking to an audience of uh, let's just say insurance agents. If you're speaking to insurance agents on customer service and the insurance company was called ABC, you know, insurance, you could, you could buy some type of URL like ABC insurance speaker.com, something like that. And it's, you just create a landing page just for that one specific audience that you're speaking to. You could totally do something like that. The other option. So again, number one is to have people text you. Number two, have people email you. Number three, have a specific URL to a landing page. And number four, it's an old-fashioned way, but it works, is just to have people bring you their business card. Now, again, this works in, you know, depending on the, the context or the setting, but this can work. I, I've seen a couple conferences and events that I've, I've worked at where 
people would do this in like a workshop. You know, you couldn't do this if you were speaking to, let's say, a thousand people in a big keynote. But if you're doing this for a workshop of, you know, 50 or 100 people, it's totally realistic. Assuming, again, you're in a setting where people have business cards. And again, it's old fashioned, but it works. Hey, if you want me to send you this, you know, free guide or free information, just bring me your business card and then I'll email that out to you later. That's super simple for people as well. It's a little more work for you because then you got to go back and, and kind of manually input all of the information from all those cards, but it's simple on the on the person, which generally the the less barrier to entry there is, the less resistance there is, they're gonna they're gonna actually do it. So again, you may have to just tinker and try some of these different ones to figure out what may work because some people may just want the freebie. Some people may not be interested at all in hiring you. And that's fine. But once people are on your list, then you can begin to nurture that relationship through email, which again, we, we go more in depth on that in episode 28 with, with Brian Harris. But from that email list, then from time to time, you can mention that you are a speaker. And so people, generally people only need speakers every so often. And so the goal with having them on your email list and emailing them once a week or every few weeks or something is just so that you're staying top of mind so that when they're getting ready to look for a speaker, then hopefully they would think of you. So again, let's kind of recap here. We've got number one would be to tell people you're a speaker. Number two is to give them a reason to give you their info. And then number three, is that you can actually ask the client for referrals. Ask the client for referrals. So after the event, assuming it went well, you can always ask them if they know of other potential clients that you would be a good fit for and ask if they can make an introduction for you. You may even consider including this as part of your contract or agreement. And this way, this is a way where you can actually get more value if you take a discount on your fee. This is something I've, I've done a few times before where I said, tell you what, I'm willing to reduce my fee but as part of the agreement, part of the value that I'm going to get instead is I want you to make introductions to five other potential clients that would be a, that may be interested in hiring me. Because to me, that's valuable. And so I'm, I'm exchanging value for value in that way. So number three would be to, to ask the client for referrals. Now, in all of this, I want you to keep a long-term perspective. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed is that many of the referrals that I get, they come months and oftentimes years later. Uh, I'll give you an example. Just literally a couple days ago, I got a booking request for, for an event. And on our booking form, we asked people how they heard about me. And this person's reply just from a couple days ago was that they saw me speak three years ago at a conference. Three years ago. I remember an, another example of, I remember speaking at a conference uh, a high school conference in California, and uh, there's a gal who saw me speak, and then five years later, she was in charge of the conference and hired me to come back and speak. So again, you just you never know who's in the audience, and so some of these things may work where they uh, someone in the audience is specifically looking for a speaker right away, and so it may be something where they they can turn around and hire you immediately. But also more commonly, it's the type of thing where you want to get on the radar and you want to stay on their radar so that months or even years down the road when they start looking for a speaker then hopefully they will consider they will th consider you and think of you so and all of this just have a really long term perspective and so that's why again i would stress that your best marketing you can do some of these strategies you can do some of your tactics here but your best marketing is going to be showing up and actually doing a great job that is what people will actually will remember. Great question, Chris. Hope that helps, buddy. 
All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed that answer and question about how to get referrals from audiences that you speak to. So good stuff there. Thanks for the question, Chris. Hey, again, as a reminder, if you'd like to have your question answered on an upcoming episode of the show, stop by thespeakerlab.com and go to the Ask Grant tab. And that way you can leave us a voicemail. That way we can try to get your question on an upcoming episode. Would love, love, love for you to do that. Also, if you haven't already, be sure and subscribe to the show. We'd love for you to leave us a rating and review in uh, an iTunes. Helps other people people to find the show. And so we, uh, we really appreciate that. But again, subscribe to the show. That way, as we come out with all these episodes, especially over the next month, that you don't miss out on any of them. So uh, don't forget that. All right, my friends, we'll catch you next time. You're awesome.